to serve with the expectation of receiving is just making a down payment. But to serve for the purpose of serving makes a difference. And one of the things that is a theme from many of you as I've gotten to speak with you and learn about your loved one is the service, the things that they did. And you know what I find remarkable is that what we remember are those things they did, those conversations we had. It's not the awards and that's just a piece of paper. It's those memories that have been created by service. And it's what we've all been called to do is to serve. And we've been called to serve and we uh, have been looking for the last few weeks at uh, this title, I Love My Church. And we've had to define it to make sure we understand that we're not talking about this body, though I do love it. We're not talking about this building, and there are parts of this building I like. We're talking about the body, those believers around the world. And to know that 24 hours a day, there are those worshiping the Lord in all kinds of different places and all kinds of different settings. Some having to hide, as we said, and some able to do it openly like we are. Some who do it in a completely different style than we do, which is so fun. The first mission trip I took was to Honduras. I was down there to do the very spiritual work of playing basketball. We played basketball in all kinds of settings and were able to witness and share and teach and preach. And, uh, but what I really remember was the church services we were able to go to on those Sundays. Because I didn't understand more than three or four words. I can play uno, but I don't speak Spanish. But what I realized is as we worshiped and as songs were sung, there were times I realized I know that one. And just sang right out in a different language than those standing beside me. But we had the universal language of realizing we're a part of the church together. And when we come together, we are to follow what Christ has called us to do and to be who he has called and created us to be. This morning, I'm going to wrap this up and don't worry, it's not going to be long and trying to realize what we are to do in following his example in the church. In John chapter 13, in the New Testament, verses 34 and 35 have been the foundation of this uh, series. And Jesus speaking, and he said, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. That you love one another as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And then he added in verse 35, this is how they, meaning others, will know that you are my disciples as you also love one another. They won't know we're his disciples because we have a building. They won't know we're his disciples because we have services. They won't know we're his disciples because we wear our Christian gear or listen to our Christian radio stations, they'll know if we're his disciples by how we love them as well as one another. 
And each week we've looked at a different aspect of this and showing this. And this morning what we're looking at is this. That we need to be showing love by remembering and thanking others. Just what this whole service has been about. In Philippians, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul was writing to the church in Philippi. You get to the section there, if you get it mixed up, Gentiles eat pork chops. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Just get it in that order. That's how I remember it. But in Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3, it gives us a phenomenal picture of this remembering and of thanksgiving. Reading from the English Standard Version, it says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For my God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and with all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. If we're going to let the world know that we're his disciples, if we're going to let the world know that we love the church, the worldwide church, and especially loving Jesus Christ, we've got to do it through remembering and thanking others, not just those who have passed on. It is much more powerful for us to do it while they are still here. You see, we should remember and recognize Remember and recognize others. We should remember and recognize, starting with finding joy in our memories. Now, I realize that for many of us, we find joy either from the relationship and the great memories or joy in the lessons learned. Not all of our memories are pleasant. Many of us have been hurt in relationships, even in the church unfortunately. So some of those memories are painful, not pleasant. But you see, I even can find some joy in those memories because of what I learned. I've said many times that there are a lot of things in my life that have been painful where I've learned valuable lessons. And I would give anything to have not learned it that way. But I wouldn't take anything for what I learned. So we need to remember and recognize others in our life with joy, either from the lessons learned or joy through the relationship with the individual. We also need to remember and recognize each person for their uniqueness. Unique is a favorite word of my wife's. She likes 
to explain sometimes in describing someone, she says, well, they're unique. (laughs) Because we really are all unique. See, if you were standing where I am this morning, well, if you were, it'd be empty out there. But if you were standing where I am this morning, one at a time and looking out there, what you would realize is you don't all look the same. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad we don't all look the same. Because which one of us would God choose for us all to look like? I'm a little worried about who he might choose. It might be me. (laughs) And you don't want that. But you see, we are all unique in how God created us. We are all unique in who God has called us to be and the gifts he's given us. If we had had the ability to get to each of the services represented by the lives that we honored this morning, we would have heard so many different things about abilities, about the uniqueness of those individuals, and we would have been in awe at how different so many of us are. But you see, we need to remember and recognize each person for their uniqueness. I hear at times individuals, and especially when I do marital counseling, kind of the being upset at the uniqueness of the other person. Every once in a while, when I'm not being as kind as I should, I have said, you need to be careful criticizing the other person for those flaws you think they have. Because it may be those flaws that kept them from getting someone better than you. I don't do a lot of counseling. (laughs) We are all unique. We should praise that uniqueness. It's amazing and awesome to realize Diane can ask her husband, Ross, to create a frame for her certificate. If Jody asked me to create one, I'm going to Walmart. (laughs) We are not all the same, and we need to remember that and recognize it and, in fact, celebrate it. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying here. You and every prayer of mine are making my prayer with joy because we have partnered, not because we are the same but that we have partnered together. And that's the beauty of the body. We need to remember and recognize, above all else, we should continually remember and recognize Jesus Christ. That's why we gather. That's why we do what we do. If we don't do it for him, there's no need to do it. That includes when you go to work. That includes when you're at school. It is for his glory. Every person who's a follower of Jesus Christ is a minister of Christ uniquely disguised as factory workers, teachers, homemakers, waitresses, waiters, cooks, and on and on it goes. The job is the place from which we serve. It's not who we are. And we need to recognize that it all goes back to him. And we should remember and recognize constantly in prayer. I love 
how Paul, when he was writing to them, is saying, you make my prayer with joy. And he repeats again that I think of you and pray for you continually. It's such a powerful thing to know someone has prayed for you. I have shared with those of you that have been around here on Sunday mornings, I get in here really early, about 5.15. I like to be in here before anybody else is here. I like to spend time walking around the building praying and praying for you and, and sometimes just stopping at a seat and hoping that's where you're going to sit today and praying for that spot and thinking of you. In the last several weeks, there's been a fellow pastor that we share back and forth with that almost every week I get a text from him while I'm praying in here saying, hey, just want you to know I'm thinking of you and praying for you. That's so powerful. In fact, it's kind of become a contest to see which one of us sends a text first. He's an hour ahead of me, so it's not quite fair. But to know we've been prayed for, you can make a difference in someone's life today and especially this week by letting them know you've been praying for them. Just to know they've been thought of, remembered, and recognized. If we're going to remember and thank others, we need to thank them. And we need to thank and honor them. It is interesting to me that, you know, the Apostle Paul is saying, I hold you in my heart, verse 7, for you are all partakers with me of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. He is giving them honor as he's remembering them as he is thanking God for them. You need to thank and honor those who have impacted your life, those who are doing it currently while they're still here. Let them know. As well as remembering and honoring those from the past who have made an impact and a difference. Several years ago, when my son was ordained, it was such a cool night. My dad was still around. In fact, he was able to be there and both my dad and I laid hands on him and prayed for him. But in the crowd was this little lady who came up to me. She, she was no taller than this. And she came up and gave me this huge hug. And I'm like, who is this person? I don't know them. And then she reminded me. Her name was Dorothy Kime. She was my kindergarten, first grade Sunday school teacher. She was old. <laughs> and she came up and she said, I couldn't miss this when I heard your son was being ordained. She drove two hours to be at that. She said, because I remember when I had you in my class and I never thought you'd be up here. <laughs> but you know, I was able in that moment to take some time and thank her for not giving up on me. If they're still here, let them know. This week, some of you need to send some texts, some emails, some cards, some phone calls, or stop by for a visit and let them know that you are thanking God for the impact they have had on your life. We need to thank and honor people directly to the person we also need to thank and honor them through how we live. Many years ago, 
when I was preaching at a church, my dad had formerly pastored and I had some people come up to me and say, man, you remind me so much of your dad. I said, you couldn't have given me a higher compliment. See, I wanted to honor him by how I live, but more importantly, I want to honor Christ by how I live. I want people to look at me and say, man, you remind me of your heavenly father. That matters more. We honor by letting people know and then by how we live. And then lastly, we remember and thank them by following them and building upon what they have already done. See, the Apostle Paul is saying, you guys have partnered with me. So they were building on what he had done. And he said in verse 9, it's my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment that you may approve what is excellent, be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, that they would build on what he had already done. We need to follow the positive and learn from the rest. See, we've at times excused things by having bad examples. But you see, we can learn what not to do even and build upon that. But when we've had those positive examples, when we've had those that have made an impact on us, we need to learn from that and follow that example. One of the things that struck me when my mom died early was that I was losing her prayers. I remember sitting in her service thinking, so who's going to pick up all the times my mom prayed for me? And ever since then, every service I've ever done, I've thought of that with the one who has passed. Who's going to pick up what they were doing? Who's going to pick up their prayers? Who's going to pick up their service now that they're gone? See, it's time that we do that if we aren't already. It's also time we let them know. <laughs> I'm picking up where you're at. I'm picking up where you left off. We need to choose carefully those we follow so we don't build on the wrong foundation. The problem is if we choose poorly, the foundation is going to be off. And if the foundation is off, ask any builder. The whole structure's off. The same is true in our life. If we're following the wrong example and building upon that as our foundation, our life will be off. So choose carefully those you follow and then follow them carefully. Build on the foundation of those who have gone before you. Build upon it. I was this week reflecting on the pastors that have gone before me here. I know some of the names, but not all of them. And I just thought, man, how awesome. The foundations that were laid by them, I get to reap the benefits and build upon. We need to recognize the foundation that's been given to us and move forward from that. Remembering and thanking others. Ask God to show you who you need to thank this week. You probably already know. 
Ask the Lord to show you who you haven't been remembering who impacted your life. And then thank them. Remember, honor, especially by how you live. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the joy of your salvation. I thank you for the joy of following you and having the perfect example to follow. Lord, may you guide us as we process and think through who we should be following, starting with you first. As we think through who we should be thanking and then following through on that. Lord, help each of us to be living in such a way that others can follow our example that they can build on the foundations we're creating to continue the unique call you have on each of us. Lord, thank you for these families who came today so that we could honor them because of their loved ones. And may we not forget to build upon what they have already done. Our Father, as we continue our worship, may you guide the words we sing and may you guide as we share communion together. In Jesus' name, amen.